0: sunday live on 91.3
1: fm stereo sunday Live live well welcome back 23 after 7 in the am we know the COVID 19 pandemic has had a hard knock on effect on the economy with many businesses faced with financial strain and having to cut down on staff uh, Shikolulu Social Investments has undertaken a social survey of NPOs around South Africa to assess the effect that COVID 19 has had on this crucial sector. Joining us online is uh, Dr. Zarina Darce, Director of the Primary Science uh, Programme. Firstly, to unpack this discussion, Dr. Zarina, Assalamu Alaikum and good morning. Alaikum Asalam and good morning to you and your, your listeners. Okay, Shukran, so much for your time. Now, tell us a little bit about the Primary Science Programme and what type of services you offer.
2: Um, the Primary Science Program is a teacher professional development organization. Mm-hmm. We are a mature organization extending over more than 30 years working in the sector to um, improve the teaching and learning of math, science, language, environmental education um, from the early years, as early as grade R up to grade seven. But we do go beyond into the high school as well. Mm-hmm. So we train and support teachers. Um, in the classrooms um, and through various means to um, uh, uh, to help children learn the critical subject.
1: Wonderful. Now, in terms of uh, the impact of COVID-19 amongst uh, uh, you know logistical nightmares and shifting of curriculums for for teachers in general, in uh, the 2020 mm-hmm. academic year. Uh, how how else has COVID-19 impacted on PSP?
2: Um, so, along with all the NPO's in the sector, you know, it was a massive blow, mm-hmm. um, totally unexpected because I'm, I'm sure nobody had the crystal ball to view what the true impact would be would have been. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we expected when the announcement was made it made in March, we expected it to last for a month, Um that was a sacrifice we would make. Mm-hmm. But uh, lo and behold, here we are, and we several months late and. It's really impacted not only on the funding, fundraising, um, but also the kind of work we are able to do with teachers. Because all our workshops are were practical, hands-on, um, because we believe that teachers need to experience uh, certain concepts uh, for themselves using manipulatives and various resources before they can go and implement in the classroom. So that was a big um uh, a challenge for us to overcome mm-hmm. but we've managed alhamdulillah for to to transform ourselves in in the way we work with teachers mm-hmm. but um along with all the other npos in the sector it's a knock-on effect from business uh, we are dependent and wholly reliant on funding from businesses so when businesses close or collapse you know the, it's like a domino effect mm-hmm. The affect each other in the npo sector and, um, especially here in the West Cape, it is, it is particularly challenging given the shrinking pool of funding, um, mm-hmm. uh, in, in, in this province, in particular, because, um, all the money is more in the north sector of, the, of South Africa rather than in the Western Cape. So, in all fairness, you know, it's, it's hard, very difficult and not, uh, it's morally challenging to compete with, um, with orphanages or old age homes or social needs or economic needs, you know, to say now we need that funding for future professional development, um, which is more of a long term impact that you're hoping to
1: achieve mm-hmm, mm-hmm, wonderful now with businesses you know uh, um, unable to maintain sustainability npos un- 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 unable rather to maintain uh effective fundraising uh you know campaigns during this lockdown period were you able to do fundraising during this lockdown so we employed
2: various strategies, and on this, um, I must emphasise: you have to have a proper financial processes in place, mm-hmm. um, and you need a good, a good, strong um, financial manager or finance manager, which we have in the form of Glenda Barnes, and he has kept an eager eye on our finances. Um, and then what we did was, when we realised that the the status or nature of the status, what we we took a view of all our finances and did some strategic, um, um, we employed some strategic decisions around how we would, would do um, the finances. So we cut, cut in certain areas and we developed in other areas. So um, that kind of agility is both into your finances if you have a good, strong finance manager. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have employed various other strategies, um, which w- we were grateful that the staff embraced with salary adjustments um, where it was necessary. And also it depends on your relationship with your donors. To go to your donors to um, to explain the situation, and um, with their support, uh, you know we were able to um, extend what we have. So you you plan you cut according to your cost, and you plan very carefully around your finances, but to also. It's important for us to retain the resource, the human resource we had built up over the years. We didn't want to just um, take the decision to let people go or cut staff. And so we, we worked very hard, vigorously, to maintain the strong people who we have in our team.
1: Wonderful. And uh, in conclusion, I mean, uh, way too from here. Are you looking forward to perhaps an ease in uh, further lockdown restrictions and looking forward to the next year?
2: Well, uh, at the same time, while it was challenging, it also was exciting because it posed the challenges were seen as opportunities to, to, um, to improve and to amend. And we're looking to blended learning models where we will, um, in the time that we were given, we, uh, tra- we transferred all our courses onto online platforms. Um, and with them, they were therefore able to reach our teachers in that way, um, helping teachers with data to get onto our, our, our online platforms. So we won't be dropping that immediately. Mm-hmm. We will be continuing that because it is it, it has extended our reach into other areas, especially rural areas where teachers are not able to travel to certain workshops. So it has been a transformative process. Been um, really hard and challenging, but we were are able to to keep our feet on the ground. Not that to say I don't want this to sound as an easy process. Mm-hmm. It's been a very stressful. It's been a um, traumatic experience, uh, not only for for us but for the teachers we work with. So we have to acknowledge the tremendous trauma mm-hmm. that teachers are going through during this period. It's not a matter of chop and change. Uh, the conditions in schools are um, very, very challenging in terms of the teacher absenteeism, learner absenteeism, lack of internet, lack of facilities, lack of certainty, and that the lack of certainty must be the main factor that must be undermining and affecting all teachers'
1: work in school currently. Absolutely, well one can uh, applaud and commend you for maintaining that excellent standards throughout the difficulties and challenges Uh, but nonetheless all the best to you and PSM, Shukran, so much for your time Dr. Zarina we really appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Shukran Take care, Assalamualaikum. Waalaikumsalam Well, Dr. Zarina Dase is speaking to us about the primary science program and how um, the lockdown has affected them, that's just one example. But now we shift focus to um, Shikulul. Social Investments, they undertook a survey of NPO's across South Africa to assess the effects of COVID-19 which has, uh, that has impacted this sector uh, in a very negative way. Joining us online uh, is uh, Tamika Teha, Investment Analyst at Chikululu Social Investments. Good morning, Tamika. Good morning. How are you? Uh, awesome stuff. Thank you so much for your time this morning. Now, tell us uh, a little bit about uh, the structure of this survey. How many NPO's took part and uh, uh, the nature of it?
0: Uh, so, 179 organizations took part in the survey. Uh, mm-hmm. It was sent out to 300 organizations, so we had about a 59% response rate. Mm-hmm. And overall, the survey looked at the organizational profile of the respondent organizations, the financial impact of the pandemic, the impact on staff, and then overall the perceptions of NGOs regarding their fears, their belief on their ability to counter the damage caused by COVID 19, and their future outlook as well as the organi- organization's ways of working.
1: Um, so th- this, in, in effect, uh, it was uh, was the strata in the survey w- uh, focusing on different elements regarding, you know, the impact of COVID-19, how was it structured?
0: Yes, so it mainly looked at the financial impact of the pandemic, so the okay. report goes in depth onto the impact on incomes of organizations, donor relationships, um, organizations use of reserves, applying for financial relief from various sources,
1: yeah, etc. Mm, wonderful. Now, getting to the crux of it, I mean, was the expectation that most NGOs would have been hit with uh, a substantially, you know, financial knock according to what the survey has um, come up with?
0: Yes. So, 66% of organizations experienced a decline in income, and that resulted in effects such as 35% of organizations needing to take steps like laying off staff, reducing working hours or reducing
1: salaries of their employees. Hmm. And, uh, I mean, in terms of, um, you know, sustainability, was there any focus uh, um, towards sustainability and um, uh, what institutions and NPOs used to try and sustain uh, for the future should they have something like this again?
0: Yes, so the report does outline seven recommendations for organizations in terms of work looking at the impact of the in- pandemic long term and one of them one of the recommendations is scenario planning which then encourages organizations to plan sustainably and make smart decisions be flexible and consider that the impact of the pandemic isn't only immediate but is likely to be something to consider in the long term
1: Hmm, wonderful. Now, in terms of um, this type of data, who are you looking to share the information with uh, in terms of uh, is it the uh, Department of Trade and Industries, SMMEs, uh, what exactly, uh, where to with this data?
0: The data mainly, well, whoever it's useful for, it's useful for firstly, but also for social investors to understand the impact of the pandemic on NPOs. Um, also, it's just it's a body of work to add to literature on the, on the sector to understand the effect of the pandemic on NPOs. We felt as though NPOs were in a unique position of the effect of the pandemic on them in the sense that they had double burden, since that there's a financial impact but demand for their services has increased. So we wanted to highlight... Um, and document specifically what these um, challenges had been specifically for this sector.
1: Mm. Now, could you share some of those recommendations that you mentioned earlier for other, you know, interested business parties that maybe tuned in?
0: Yes, of course. Mm -hmm. Um, So the first recommendation is to focus on partnerships, both for NPOs and social investors. And Mm -hmm. the reason we made this um, recommendation is that it's much easier to focus on current relationships with donors and NPOs than to sort of look at now establishing new ones, especially in the current economic climate. The second one is to engage with government. Um, we found that almost 70% of organizations had not applied for relief funding um, in the public sector, but you know we would encourage organizations to consider applying for relief funding that's made available to NPOs and SMEs. The third, as I mentioned earlier, scenario planning. And then the fourth one would be to really focus on organizations' resilience, to figure out ways organizations can be more resilient, to look at data to seize opportunities, such as you know, learning from the pandemic and noting and documenting the lessons learned during this time um, to apply in the future. Um, and then lastly, to persevere. perseverance the real pace. And that's something we found in the um, report, is that organizations that are persevere, there are organizations who have managed to still thrive in this time. And we believe one of the factors to that to be persevering.
1: Wonderful. Well, Tamika, thank you so much for your time this morning sharing those recommendations. All the best to you and take care.
0: Thank you very much for
1: having me. Enjoy your day. You too. Tamika Techa speaking to us uh, on behalf of uh, Shikululu Social Investments. Basically, they collaborated on, um, on basically taking out or a survey of NPOs across South Africa to assess the effect that COVID-19 has had on the NPO sector. And we also spoke to Dr. Zarina Darcy you know getting in some insight with regards to um, her particular you know um, it seems like it was positive in their regard even though she she represents the primary science program but they were able to still maintain a float uh, despite the impact of COVID-19. What has COVID-19 done in terms of businesses? Are you a small business owner, home industry owner? Uh, Have you been drastically affected? And can you perhaps share what have you done as a business owner to ensure that you also maintain a flow despite the challenging uh, circumstances?